0: It's Craggy's Connacht Rugby Podcast Connacht have won the third game in a row Rob, you're commentating Great win in the end
1: Great win, great drama As Connor Oliver said Set it up to entertain people uh, It really was a gripping turnaround Probably one of the kind of turnarounds of the weekend One of the moments of the weekend I guess that tale and that finish Won't tell the story of a pretty poor performance from Connacht up to the 50-minute mark. Very poor, actually. They Bar one break that Tiernan Halloran made in the entire first 50 minutes, they didn't look like scoring. Uh, barred, uh, of course, Jack, uh, Jack Cardi got that three-pointer. Ulster deserved to be 20 points to three-up, which is an enormous scoreline to turn around. Uh, so to go from there, to take in the four points, massive, massive result.
0: It was. Here's Pete Wilkins, Conor Oliver, and Dan McFarland. And maybe a little bit of... Jake Flannery, uh, if the recording was, because I had some issues with my recorder, old battery problems that Rob used to have back in the day, but hopefully they'll be all sorted what? and we'll get good audio here. Anyway, here's, the, here's all that audio.
1: Alright, uh, great to have the Match, Connor Oliver and Pete Wilkins with us. Uh, Pete, to start with, like that's a massive W, isn't it really, just to dig that out from where you were.
2: Uh, it's a fantastic result for us. Uh, you know, we said to the lads downstairs, there were days when You play great rugby and and you're entertaining everyone and and you earn the right to to win in that way and there's other days where we have to dig in and and show a a heck of a lot of character to come from behind and I thought that's what we saw today and you know if we can be the team that does the does both of those things you know either when it's required or or both together you know the lads will be a good match for anyone so uh, really proud really proud of the lads and um, you know I, I think we deserve the win today albeit in a different way to the previous week.
1: Last couple of weeks, last th- the three games, there seems to be patterns. There seems to be like the conic engine starts humming and the tries start flowing. But it's sometimes hard to find that kind of momentum. Uh, when you found it today, again, a flow of tries and a massive turnaround.
2: Yeah, I think I think the boys' composure and, and trust in, in the way we want to play the game, I think that's massive. And I think that's when you do start to see momentum turn. I think if, if you're panicking and having to try and, and pull tries out of nowhere and, and you're relying on one individual to maybe spark a bit of magic I, I think that's when you get those real inconsistencies within games but, but for us when we've clicked we, we've sort of doubled down on what we're doing well and again that shows a maturity I think about about how the, the lads are approaching the game um, but also real belief in, in how we want to go about it
1: I'll switch to Connor for a second Connor, what changed underneath those posts or did anything change because that was an awful blow at the start of the second half to concede that try within what
3: 90 seconds Like, Yeah kind of like Pete said like we trust our game plan I didn't think we had to change much um, the breakdown was a small bit of an issue. Maybe we we, we chatted about that, and then we just said, "Look, boys, really, we trust our game plan. Let us let, stick to the plan, and just and to, to just keep uh, chipping away at it." Um, as Pete said, although like probably wasn't the start we would have wanted, but the belief in the group um, and everything we're doing here as well is uh, is massive. So there was no panic at any point. We be believe we're going to we're going to
1: win what was really striking about that game is a very similar fixture to Ulster fixtures in the last four or five years, but this time there's a little bit of a difference. Can you see that? Can you see some of the elements of what you feel is the improvement on Connacht that came at the end of last season, uh, shining through in a game where they're in this, where they're not. Let's be honest, kind of didn't play well for forty-five
2: minutes. Like. Yeah, I, I, I can. I, I think there's different elements of it in terms of that growth of the team. You know, I, I thought we we played some pretty good stuff for the first twenty minutes without getting into the opposition twenty-two, and and that's why, you know, for all the possession, it didn't really transfer into any points. Um, I think there are you know seasons in the past where we possibly would have panicked at that point that we'd had our chances and maybe not made the most of them and. And you start to, to, I suppose, go off plan and, and you know, that could look at, uh, could result in loose turnovers, it could result in uh, discipline errors at the, at the breakdown in defence because you're trying to win the ball back quicker because you feel like you should have scored already. So I thought the way we weathered that, although Ulster were, were the better team in that second quarter, uh, the fact that we didn't panic I, I think was massive and you know, as we talked about that period either side of half time... Again, to come out uh, second half and, and be 20 points to three down early in that second half. We didn't start throwing Hail Marys from our 22. We, we still used our kicking game. We got those metres down the field. We trusted our kick chase. Um, discipline on the whole was pretty good in terms of making sure that, that we didn't give any sort of free returns. Uh, so you're, you're seeing little aspects of that throughout the game. And I think that's key. Uh, and it's key that we're talking about it off the pitch as well, um, You know when when things don't go to plan, and we see moments in games where you know the players could be getting together and could be having conversations and problem solving and and reconnecting after a period of of negative momentum, you know, we're talking about that openly and, and the players are taking ownership of that and so, I said, you've seen enormous maturity there in leadership and, and not just from, you know, the obvious guys like your Jack Cartes and your Caelan Blades, but, but guys like Connor Oliver next to me, Jared Butler, um, people whose voice are, are really important within the group and I think that sets a tone for how the collective then responds in those moments, so honestly, I can't give them enough credit, we're not there yet, we, we, we've got plenty of growth to come in terms of that mindset piece and in terms of the rugby, but but that's really exciting. And I think you know, luckily we're talking about that growth on the back of, of, of three wins to start the season.
1: Yeah, and I mean this in the right way. Obviously, there's a lot of points conceded. You're conceding an average of twenty points. Is that something that we can expect to see during the season? You're not too worried about that again the results, or is when you say Ulster were the better team in that quarter, like is there what is the why there? Why do you think they had that edge? And other teams have got an edge at different points in games, Glasgow and Ospreys as well. Like.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's probably the nature of the, the URC as a whole in the in the sense that you know most teams are going to have periods where their attack is going well and putting you under pressure. I think particularly against you know the stronger teams in the competition. And I'd put Ospreys, um, you know, Ospreys as a team probably in a bit of transition, but with their strengths. But when you come up against Glasgow and Ulster, you know they'll be near the top of the ladder come come the end of the season. And I think. You can't go into those games and be surprised that they're going to have periods of momentum or periods of dominance. It's how you, you ride those out and how, you, how quickly you can turn the corner, I suppose. So the defence isn't a concern to me. I think, you know, there's aspects in there that will keep polishing. The same with our attack, the same with our set piece and everything else. Um, you know, ultimately, it's about winning games. And if we're doing that by conceding a few, but scoring a few more, that's fantastic. But, but ultimately, of course, you know, we want to be dominant both sides of the ball.
1: Connor just finish. Uh, it's a big couple of weeks now. Obviously, people will there'll be less pressure on you. People won't be expecting away victories as quickly as they do at home victories. What do you want to get out of this trip to Edinburgh and then the big the big trip to South Africa?
3: Um, wins <laughs> really. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty simple. Like I don't really have much more than that.
1: And like when you look at Edinburgh, they're going to be very confident at home. They're they're obviously they're obviously have a very strong record there. Yeah. Is, is like obviously a start like that? It's going to be harder to come back. You you really want to kind of more consistent your year.
3: Yeah, definitely. Like we we obviously we played them in a pre-season fixture as well, um, mm. and we, we we beat them over there. I know they didn't have their internationals playing and stuff, but like we, we've been we've been there recent enough, so we know what it's what it's like. We're familiar with traveling over there and playing them. Um, I have great confidence in the team that we're going to go over there and win as well so I think everyone in the team does as well we're in a, we're in a great space at the moment so um, yeah like as I said like we're, we're confident and we're aiming to win obviously every game and there's no difference to the next few you
1: get the comic fans some, some night
3: there. it's yeah. high entertainment value yeah yeah <laughs> we met Edge of stuff I guess so uh, we did on purpose I guess <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, cheers And uh, I don't know where to start with that, because from an outside point of view, you were written off coming in here with the p- changes you made, uh, you put yourselves in a fantastic position, you're in total control of the game, so I guess you're heartbroken, but you, you have to see a lot of positives as well. Like.
4: Yeah, yeah, d- 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 definitely. I think the, obviously we were written off, I could see that. Like, bookies changed their spread from one point to eight points within ten minutes, <laughs> Um and ultimately they were pretty close um, but like, we, we had two, we had, we had 20 guys unavailable um, this this week and you know, we'd, we'd always decided that this was two six day turnarounds in a row so certain guys were were, were going to be brought in both to freshen things up and uh, uh, get opportunities and also because they've been doing well over the, the, uh, the, the pre-season. And, it was. It's always going to be a, a tough ass coming to Connaught, and uh, they needed to. Um, or, or it was important for us to um, put in a, a physical performance. And I thought in that first half, those first two quarters, I thought we were excellent um, defensively. I thought we were excellent. Um, you know, we would be gutted in the end that we had opportunities to win that game ourselves. Um, I also think we we we, we, uh, we were penalised just before their winning try on a, a scrum that was definitely a penalty that should have gone uh, gone to us, um, and that decision goes our way and we're kicking into their uh, into their 22 and it could have been a different result, uh, but um, it is what it is. They came out in the third quarter, played really well, um, and this ended up as it is
1: yeah the offside penalty as well like, I didn't see it but it was, it was a critical de- turning point yeah, wasn't it, it,
4: was de- it was, that was a definite offside and
1: it's a killer for you wasn't it because like, you you had Connick where you. you wanted him you were kicking them back you were yeah. keeping control of it it is
4: but you know it's like um, I can you know like the, 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 the guys who were in those positions had worked really hard during the game and you know, sometimes things like that happen you know you got to learn from them but uh, you know, I don't want to criticize them on that on the basis that there was so much so much effort and so much brilliant play outside of that.
1: How impressed were you with Connick's comeback or how frustrated are you with the way it just slipped away from you? Which which yeah, way I, I'd you like it? to
4: I'd rather focus on our stuff. Like coming I mean, into this game, I, I, I watched Connor, I thought, um, probably playing some of the best rugby in the league at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, they had Nearly as strong a team as they can put out, minus maybe a couple of uh, guys who come back from the World Cup, um, and we knew it was going to be a, a big test for us, and it always has been. But you know, we've come up here in the same situation in previous in previous years and, and won. You know, and we, you know, we we were we were confident that that was possible, and we proved that it was possible. We just we just didn't get it over the line.
1: Uh, Mac McIlroy fullback, obviously Flannery at out half, Sheridan in the second row. They're just three names I'll pick out. That conic fans are going to go home, go and go right, We'll keep an eye out for them in future. So that's something that you're going to really feel good about.
4: Yeah, yeah, and then, like you know, it's, it's difficult to it's difficult to uh, um, pick individuals out. Um, but like, you know, I thought you know, Jake has Jake has been doing well for us all pre season, and it's a difficult place to come when you're you're standing opposite Jack Carter, who is the. Um, uh, the master of the West Wind um, so it was always going to be a tough ask for, for, for Jake but I thought he stood up well and we had three debutants tonight Joe Hobes came off the bench Academy Lock um, uh, Joe's going to be a really good player. Uh, ben Carson came on for his, his first cap, and I r- felt really r- really bad for poor old Ruben, who r- r- Ruben's um, first year as a professional. Come in, done a really good job over pre-season, played some really good pre-season games, earned his start tonight, and then unfortunately went off very early in the in the game, which you know by the group are gutted for him, um, but
1: he'll have his day. Just finally, I'm just curious. The big talking point for us in the commentary was how Ulster were causing Connick so much trouble at the breakdown. What what did you identify and how did you make that work? I mean, is it about just being as disruptive as possible? Is it pushing the edges of the the offsides and all that? Or did you feel like ultimately it was power? If you listen to Connick, it's pushing the edges That's of the what we were saying as well, Dan, yeah, if I'm being honest. <laughs>
4: If I'm going to come back on that, I would say that, that uh, the rest of the world watches, kind of pushing the limits of the breakdown, and everybody else talks about it. You won't see it because you live in your own little bubble. But, um, <laughs> it's a nice, nice the, bubble. Uh, oh, it's a lovely bubble. It's <laughs> beautiful. I had a couple of Guinnesses in that bubble last night. The, um, but now I, I, I think we're perfectly legal there. We're very physical there. Very effective, uh, in fairness. Yeah, and, and you know we, we, you know in. We got on the wrong side of the referee in the quarter-final last time and lost the breakdown battle there, um, and we knew that we couldn't afford to do that tonight, and I think we you know, we came and did a pretty good job there against some re- really, really good exponents of uh, whatever dark arts go on at the breakdown in, in, in the lads from Connor who, who do a good job there of, uh, of slowing down ball, um, you know, Getting their hands on the ball, stealing the ball, um, coming around the sides, putting their legs, uh, putting legs in the way, of nines, getting up slowly, not rolling away, putting their hands. You know they're perfect exponents of that and have been over over the last couple of years. But you know, I thought we dealt with them very well, very physically. Uh,
1: Jake, just we we're talking to Dan there, so I mean you could take positives from what you've done today because you put yourselves in a brilliant position, but. We don't want to patronise either. You're obviously gutted, I'd say,
5: that you haven't held on that. Period. Yeah, no, like we're really disappointed. We felt there was definitely moments there that we didn't win and we could have won, like there was loads of moments in the game where if we'd gotten right, I feel like we, we could have come away with the win and just that's how, how the game goes. It's always tight in, this, in the sports ground, Connacht are playing with real well and we, we just couldn't get it done,
1: it's funny you have so many new players in that team that there, but the ulster identity that we saw last year in january when when they won here uh is there is that something that's important to you do you feel as a group that you have tapped into what you're trying to achieve on the pitch
5: yeah 100 like what i I love personally about about ulster even since i've moved how close the group is like it's such a tight-knit group and you can feel it when you're out there like Everyone's willing to put it in for each other. Like It's a genuine genuine love out there. Like You're willing to go to extra lengths because the fellow beside you is someone you really care about. And I think that's that's going to stand to us in the long term, I think.
1: Great try in the first half, sure, in break. Really good support play. Um, you were in control, and obviously the dream starts the second half. So where does the game slip away from you, do you think? Um,
5: yeah, it's a good question. I felt um, they... They got some good uh, phases. Like the economics attack at the moment is is real good. I think um, Mark Sexton's running. I think and he's doing a real good job with them. They're just they're just running tight tight shape, and it's it's hard to defend at times. At times we defended really well. Uh, we got what we wanted. Uh, we put pressure on their breakdown, but at times they they got into some flow. Um, they got some pressure on us. At times our discipline was a little sloppy. You know we gave away a few penalties, and that probably gave them ins. Um, and they got a soft try off a mall where I was probably... I'd done on my inside shoulder, so I was I was disappointing for my behalf, but, yeah, there was a few moments that they got back in. Like, they're a good side. They were always going to stay in the fight.
1: Just curious about the try. It's a bit of a comic perspective, but did they surprise you how how that ball came out? The mall was moving forward. What catches you out there?
5: Um, yeah, yeah, th- that was that was probably it. I, just expecting the wrong thing from my yeah. behalf, and that's something... I learn I learn from that and it's a hard learning because it's it's cost us. but in fairness to call forward he's playing real well. I uh, I played with him last year on the the Emerging Ireland tour and he's he's a cracking player and he's going real well. So no, he, he did well for it. But look I can learn from that. I'll hopefully not make that mistake again.
1: James Hume is also playing very well. He yeah. was a huge loss when he went off,
5: wasn't he? Yeah, remember, sorry, James brilliant player. Like I feel like he's He's really finding his uh, his form, and he's just looking so lively on the ball. He's so aggressive. He gives you such energy, and I love playing with him. Like,
1: how are you going to process this this week? Like, is it, is it frustration? Is it is it kind of processes and sort out the edges?
5: Yeah, it's it's disappointment. It's frustration. It's um like it, it, we're just we're real hungry now f- next week. Like we're desperate to beat uh, Munster side coming off the back. They beat dragons tonight, and they're 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 looking sharp. So, we're desperate to get regroup, have a look at what went wrong, but ultimately fix fix the few things and go again for next week for what's going to be a great game in the Kingsman.
0: Okay, yes. So the order did work, Dave. Your are you getting to see any of the game these days from
6: your position? I'm getting to see all the game from my position because it's directly in front of a TV screen. Uh, in terms of actually looking out into the pitch, uh, I get to see the kicks. Um, uh, well, I certainly get to see the kicks at the more end. I have to go into the other side of the of the wall to see to look straight down the pitch to see the kicks at the uh, at the College Road end. Um,
0: yeah, but I, the one thing you are getting is a lot of of, of ruffling. So you're actually hearing an awful lot of what's going on on
6: the field. Yeah. There are some very strange accents on that pitch. I'm uh, not going to lie tonight, there were a lot of Dublin accents tonight, and I wasn't exactly sure who was saying what, except Conor Oliver has a very distinctive Dublin accent. There was at least one ridiculous cork accent out there last night. What I didn't hear a lot of today, and I think there was a few issues behind this, was I didn't hear an awful lot of a second South African voice, which would have been the TMO. I think it was very in comparison to the previous two games. There was very little... Um, there was very little uh, input by the TMO. There was less input by the two touch judges as well. I don't know what that is. I, I Very little input
1: by the referee at times, but let's leave that ago.
6: go. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Don't,
1: don't yeah. tee Dave up for a referee.
7: No, no, referee.
0: no. no we're, not, we're not going to do that. No, we're not yeah. going to do that. I, I, want, to hear, I want to hear what Lindley had to think about this game. Lindley. your thoughts on, on a very tight result in the end.
7: It was a tight result, but I, I found it very strange in the way it was almost like the reverse of games between Ulster and Connacht, when Connett would go out and lead mm-hmm. and Ulster would come back and win because of their superiority or their greater confidence. Mm-hmm. And what I think we're looking at is the fact that although Ulster have had two wins on the trot, they seem to not have the same confidence, I think, that they used to have, Mm -hmm. their superiority that they were going to win and go out and win, there almost seemed like a little bit of doubt in this Ulster team and I think conversely Connacht have gained hugely in confidence particularly from last season and from the two wins that they've already had and that their momentum and that they are gaining that confidence which I think is really at the end of the day what turned that game around in the second half because if you don't have confidence to go out and do it, belief in that the team and your and your your teammates that you can do it, then they wouldn't do it. So I think that's I just found that a, quite a different dynamic to what we're used to seeing between games between Ulster and Connacht.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, Rob, you know, the biggest the biggest moment of the game for me was watching James Hume walk past me with a HIA because yeah. one minute later, a forward Ford scoring a try.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Jake Famer was taking some of the blame on that. He reminds me of Jack Carty, as in he's very taut provoking a guy it was really interesting to chat to him uh, he's a young man who, who's, who's very talented and had a super game probably would be man of the match nearly if they had won it but um yeah he was critical of himself there but Hume was a huge loss no question about that it's, it's a fair point but i i, I think linley's right i i think we have to hold this fixture up against all the other ulster fixtures over the last six years and ask yourself the question how many times have kind of got into this hole against ulster every time but this time like Linley said the confidence is just something a little bit different it doesn't mean we're going to go and suddenly start beating Edinburgh and Bulls and Sharks and Stormy Town we're not that good yet mm-hmm. but yet is a word that I'd like people to focus on because I, I have a lot of hope
6: around what these guys are trying to do
0: yeah they, they won ugly Dave it's not something Connacht are normally good at
6: well, it's better than losing, losing playing beautiful rugby, which we've all sp- experienced for many, many years. This this is Ulster. Ulster have a tendency to switch off in games. They switched off last week against the Bulls and allowed them to get very much back into it. And we're, were hanging on to a game they were dominating. They switched off... They were brilliant for 60 minutes. I think you Hume going off, I think they made a mistake. I think I would have left Shanahan on. I would have left Flannery on. They weren't doing anything wrong. Now, Flannery did pick up an injury, so he may have been carrying a knock, I don't know. Um, but I thought they, they took off um, they took off Eric O'Sullivan, who was having a storming game as well. I think they went to those guys and th- thought that they could... I thought they thought if they were in with a chance of winning, they would bring on the likes of Burns and Dokes, and they would see it out. But also have this tendency to switch off. And I was hoping as long as we are close enough that we can take advantage of that one day go, we did. Except we decided to give them a 17-point a lead, which was a bit going a bit too far.
1: I, I also think they took Maddie Ray off, who I thought was really effective. He was mm. really, really destructive. And I think they lost a lot with him as well.
0: They did. And Lindley, for me, the, the, the big issue was that Connock didn't seem to learn from what the Bulls had done the previous week Is that... Ulster seemed to struggle if you made it a forward orientated game. Once Connacht made it a forward orientated game got the rolling and mall going, that's how they scored their tries.
7: Well, I think that was part of the confidence that was growing within them that they had worked out possibly by by half time what they were able to how they were able to compete. And it would appear that actually Ulster's backline was probably what their what they thought was their trump card, mm-hmm. but in fact it meant that Connacht could prevail, you know, and use that forward momentum more and more. And I think it, I think it was a, a superb performance from the, fo- the forwards, the pack in the second half, who, who literally did take over that game and they set it, they set everything in motion from from their set piece.
0: My only other issue I have in the game was that we, we we got within three points and then went for po- went for the post when we probably should have kicked for the corner and got into the lead that way because we had all the momentum in the forwards, as Linney's just said.
6: Yeah, Joe (coughs) Healy
1: agrees with you as well because he was saying the same thing. I was like, maybe you get level. I don't know. Um, But look at... I mean, the three tries we got, because Jack Cardy, people say, oh, JJ Hanron has an edge on them maybe but I think you need two out-offs like I think Munster are going to really miss Joey Carberry we saw him mid-pre-season he, he, he was in incredible form um, and I think a J.J. Henry and Jack Carty combo is going to be so important for what we want to do and anyone who thinks that one over the other or anything like that because look at the pass for, for Tom Farrell's try look at the cross-field kick for Kilgallen's try. Look at the kick for touch on that penalty on halfway. Yeah. Because like, cause he does, he's, he, at times he'll misfire on a, ki- a touch kick and we'll be like, oh God, why didn't you get that closer? But just when the moment was right, the offside penalty was a was a cruel blow on Ulster. It was it deserved. He was offside. Dan McFarland admitted that afterwards. But like a massive turnaround. But then it's like, what do you do with that? And he, boom, corner, game, set, match. It
0: was, it was. Well, the other big worry from the game, Dave, was that... that- Caelan Blade had to leave with a dodgy-looking ankle.
6: It was one of those horrible ones. It, there's absolutely no... We, I know the difference between a malicious one and an accidental one, and that's very much an accidental one. Sometimes a big guy falls on a small guy, and the small guy's going to get crushed. It didn't look good. He was in pain. Um, that was one thing, actually, I was slightly bothered with by the referee, and this has got nothing... He did seem to allow play to go on a lot, with uh, when there were players down, there was a head injury for Ulster, and he was shouted into his ear, and he let the play go on for another couple of minutes. And that's ultimately what led to to Blady getting hurt. Um, but according to Pete, he seems to be walking around, so we'll see. It's, it, there's going to be injuries. I thought Colin Riley did okay; it's fine. He was there at the end. Do worry. There's a big drop off after below Colin Riley to whatever the I, I would assume it would be Michael McDonald. I don't think, even though I'd love to see it, I don't think we're going to see Maddie Devine. Um, Bush, you'd kind of be hoping in terms of leadership that Blady is there as well, especially given that the next three games are big Scotsmen and then even bigger South Africans...
0: They certainly are. Lindley, are you worried that Connock might go on a bit of a losing streak now? Because their away record tends oh. to be, tends to be. Absolutely. I have to bring these things down. I'm, I'm still annoyed that we didn't get a bonus point win. But anyway.
1: Just before bringing Lindley in, I, I a journalism glory moment for me there. What do you want from these next three games, Conor, Oliver? Uh, wins, Rob. Would be nice. And I was like, "Yeah, That's good answer. Good. That's. I mean, dangerous. seriously, Frost Nixon stuff there for me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Lindley. Are you worried? Are you looking? What, what can you see that would make you worry that that kind of can't keep this momentum going?
7: Oh, a bit like watching the All uh, the All Blacks lose to South Africa, basically. The, the, the f- <laughs> <laughs> that that I I, I, su- I suppose the physicality. Um, of of the forwards that Edinburgh are usually where they do have a lot of prowess and and a lot of strength, so it will be it will be a test. And these lads have had three big games for them at home and three good wins. Um, so you know, possibly uh, that would be the what I would see is probably the the, the
1: biggest uh, worry. Lindley said something there just if we're we're, we may be wrapping up you're in charge so maybe we're not but like just I've been feeling really glum since the quarter final defeat to the mighty All Blacks and Lindley's wonderful home country I've just I haven't my rugby love has been like just it's just not there I've been opening the cupboard and there's nothing in there and then Jack Carty thought about a pass, and they said, you know what, I'm going to do a crossfield kick to Jeremy Kilgallen. And I think that is the moment where I'm back awake now, loving my rugby again. So thank you, lads. Can't
0: yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and the atmosphere in the clan stand went from almost non-existent to being you know, 100% back to normal. Any other business? Anyone got any other business?
7: The thing about that, that kick you were talking about was Ulster were actually practising that in the pre-warm-up. And I was looking at it saying, oh, God, look at that. That's what, that's what we're so used to doing. Are they going to be trying this? They didn't try it, though.
0: No, normally, because normally Billy Burns does that stuff, but they never got into the 22 for them to try that. Um, OK, we're going to wrap this up.
6: Keep these ones fairly short. Any other business, anyone? I have one, but yeah, go Dave. I'd like to stand up for the IRFU, because the IRFU have made a number of mistakes in their time. But the IRFU would never, on the day of an Interpro Derby... Uh, we'd have the night after a major game involving one of their teams uh, in, in, a may, in a new grant as a big event that was piloted by the league they would never organise an international on the same day <laughs> <laughs> against the Barbarians and I'd just to say, RFU, well thought out yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, anyone else? Anyone else? Actually I'm not going to use one because mine is, is, is Emma a friend of the podcast who went on a fantastic rant and I didn't have my recorder with me about the problems with the modern way of doing season tickets what's wrong with just a little piece of plastic for the season ticket because a lot of people are having trouble getting in the gate getting their season tickets because not everybody's clever enough to be online and doing things all the way get a simple season ticket and the point she was making which i thought was very valid the little piece of plastic that dave showed me his little piece of plastic for agawi united that can't cost as much as everyone as the um data centres that are required to track all the emails and have all that ah. stuff going. And I thought, that's a very good point, and maybe someone will listen to that, but I will get him on, because her rant was way better than this. All right, so we'll leave it there, folks. We'll be back to you during the week. Remember, if you want to help us about the podcast... I don't want like nasty word. Yeah, 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 yeah well, just finishing, just finishing. Yeah, 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 we're done, we're done. Um, if you want to support the podcast, tell your friends, let them know where we are, patreon.com slash rugby. Get people listening. We try our best to give you as much support, as much as much audio as we can as the lights are turned off as we leave Just the coffee. quality room. A couple yeah.
6: of cups of coffee. It's over. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes sad.